good Monday morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Thank you for joining us at our yes. dinner table. Uh, Mary Alice, this last weekend, I brought a talk at New Spring called Long Range Plan. And I, I made the point that it's true. Many of God's plans for us will materialize in this life. But the best part and the longest part of God's plans are going to materialize in eternity. Right. When God shows us how wonderful heaven is and we live forever. So uh, today what I want to do is I kind of want to talk about our attitude toward eternity in this life today. Because if, if eternity is everything God says it is and it is plus, then it should be the backdrop of, against every decision Absolutely. that we make, right? And that's the perspective we should I mean, have with our life. I mean, as a, if I'm not careful as an earth dweller, and especially as an American, I can think, oh, this life is about what it's about right now. And oh, yes, there's some bonus out there in the future. But if I don't connect the two, I'm going to make the wrong choices in this world. It's like, absolutely. This life is like a little uh, pin dot. Yeah. And eternity is huge. Right. So this is very small in comparison. I've been Christians before. I don't really care about our heavenly rewards. You know? I've heard that too. And, and you're like, that's crazy because you care about where you live down here. And you care about mm -hmm. what you drive down here and what you wear. I mean, it's sort of what they're really trying to say is all my energy is going into this, this life, life right now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'll just take whatever comes. You know, I'll, I'll take potluck in heaven. Okay. I want to go to Philippians chapter one and where else, you know, this is a scripture I've been preaching ever since mm -hmm. I was in my early twenties. Right. Right. If not before that, if not before mm -hmm. that. So this, this goes back about as far as I can remember preaching, but I've always loved Paul's statement in Philippians one twenty one. He says for to me, living means Christ or living, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. Well, you know, I memorized everything in King James mm -hmm. uh, in the old days. I would preach, uh, for to me, to live is Christ, mm -hmm. and to die is gain. And we heard it misquoted a lot, but I love I love the illustration yeah. that you used on that one. Yeah, because... For to me, to live is... Yeah, because a lot of people say, for me, to live is Christ, mm -hmm. and they, they misquoted that because it says, for to me, mm -hmm. to live is Christ. Paul's like, I can't answer for other people. Right. But I can answer for me, and as for me, to live is Christ. You know, when I used to preach that message back in the old days... Um, I always said, everybody is making a similar statement. Mm -hmm. For to me, to live is blank. Right. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Because we've known, it's important. Yeah, we've known people that for them to live is money. For some people, it's sports. Sports. Others, it's uh, work. Mm -hmm. or cars. cars. I know some people are completely <laughs> consumed with cars. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that was one of the first messages I preached when I came to uh, Kansas. I think I preached mm -hmm. for me to live as Christ. And I, I talked about a kid I met in Texas who his whole life was bound up in uh, getting a Mazda RX-7. They don't even make those anymore. But at that point, everybody in the college section turned and looked at one of the guys Oh, this has been 38 years ago. I wouldn't call his name, but he's still near it. Turned and looked at him, and I thought, wonder what's going on? It turned out he had a Mazda RX 7 that he was really fond of. But everybody is filling that blank with something. For to me, to live is to live is blank. Right. And the sad thing about that is most probably, even if they get whatever that is that's in that blank, they, they don't feel a sense of satisfaction. They're always reaching for more and more. Well, Paul had he had looked at his whole existence and he said to me to live is Christ. Yeah. And, and we know what would have been in that blank before, before right. he met Christ, he would have said for to me to live is religion mm -hmm. because he was very religious or I mean, just 
being honest, I think what Paul lived for was getting ahead. Right, he I had think. moved up into a, a very right. influential role. He was a young man. He was a very successful lawyer. He was a young intellectual. He was looked up to by his uh, even older peers. And I think he would have said, to me to live is to get the accolades and the respect of, of others. And yet all that came crashing down when he fell off his you know, fell off his animal on the way to Damascus to arrest Christians. You know, <laughs> Paul kind of references this in one of the epistles. He came to arrest Christians, but he, then he said he, he was arrested by Christ. Right. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that experience transformed him. And I can't remember where in this narrative this, this comes from. But, but to die's gain, I think, refers to maybe how that little glimpse of heaven that he got. Well, let's go to that right now, because that's really what I wanted to talk about. Because, you know, someone could say, well, man, that doesn't sound like much to live is Christ. But then Paul goes on the next line and says to live is to, to die, die is gain, gain you know, right. or to die is, is, is in, in our translation, it says even better. And, and unless Christ is what goes in that blank, I'm not sure we can say that second part. Right. And I want you, why don't you expand on that? Because I love the way you talk about that. <laughs> I'm not even sure I can anymore. It's I'll been, help you if you're free. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Well, okay, the the whole expression of the King James Version, you got to remember I wrote this when I was about right. 20, and I'm not 20 anymore. But it, it's for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I said it works like an algebraic equation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you X out Christ, you have to X out gain. Right. And all you're left with is for to me to live is to, to die. die. Right, and <laughs> that's really, if people were to be honest, that's what they think this life is about. Yeah, did I get that right? Yes, you did. You got it right. Exactly right. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay. For to me, living means Christ, and dying is even better. And, and look at the look at the very easy way that he looked at mortality in this world. He said, verse twenty two: If I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. Mm -hmm. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. So Paul's like, you know, in the King James, he said, "I'm in a strait." In other words, I'm. I'm confused or conflicted about this because he said, personally, I would like to go on to heaven, but he mm -hmm. says, it's better for you that I stay here and minister to you. Um, and to your point, uh, there was a point we read about this, I think it was in the last chapter of Second Corinthians. That's why I was, <laughs> I can't remember. You're the one that knows. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the last chapter of Second Corinthians where Paul talks about there was a time when he was able to be, um, he had God a vision of going, caught in the third heaven. And he said he heard things that he that weren't that you, lawful. That he could not repeat. He right. just saw things that were too wonderful. A lot of people think that's when he was stunned and left, left for dead. For dead. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. That's just a presumption. But anyway, he's saying there was a point where God allowed him to be caught up to heaven and to experience it. He said, I don't know whether I was in the body or out of the body. Mm -hmm. He said, the Lord knows. That yeah, the Lord he, said, also, he seemed to have some confusion on that. It's like he was right, trying to remember. What right. Was that yeah. The one thing I know about that is that Paul could never be scared with death after That's that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was like he couldn't, he couldn't wait to get back to mm -hmm. the real Shangri-La. Right. And I think all of us can look forward to what God has in store is beyond our wildest imagination. But I think just like Paul, we want to be faithful in this life yeah. to continue to serve the Lord because we're here on his assignment. Well, you know, I've heard a silly expression. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't hear it anymore. I heard it when I was young. But I've heard people say, I don't want to be so heavenly minded. I'm no earthly, earthly good. good. Well, what yeah. a silly thing to say, because mm -hmm. according to the Bible, the only way we can be any earthly good is to be heavenly minded. Right. 
I mean, if you're not afraid of death and you know that heaven is your home and the best is yet to come, then you can live all out. You can live without fear. Right. And, and in our age, that's just the, the right perspective to have. When, when this life tells you that you're winding down, but you know you're about to take off. So that's it right. just changes your perspective. I can just live every day and, and see this life as just... It, it, uh, I don't know, I thought about this, but you know, one of the things that men say to each other, you know, when they're trying to say drive a car with reckless abandon, they'll say drive it like it's a rental. <laughs> or or it's like a, a, a staging place mm -hmm. for the real thing. I yeah. mean, we're just, we're just being, we're getting ready for, for eternity. Well, that's what we talked about last, last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, too, for those right. who attended on Sarah. Well, thank you for joining us today. And, and I hope that this has been a blessing. Mary Alice, uh, we all need prayer to be reminded not to fall too much in love with the pleasant mm -hmm. things of the world and not to get too concerned or heartbroken over things that don't work out the way we think they should because to live is Christ and the future is even better. Yes. Let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for giving us such a wonderful future to look forward to and help us to be mindful, Father, that our purpose in living on this side of eternity is to serve you and for you to live through us, to um, to work in us, the Holy Spirit filling us and speaking through us to bring others into your family forever. And thank you for that privilege. And may we be ever mindful, Father, of um, what's really important and keep that perspective and we love you so much, Father. I pray that you'd be with each and every family, each and every person that's watching or listening today, that you would just uh, bring a special blessing on their life, draw them close to you, wrap them in your arms of love, and may they be mindful of the great future that you have planned for them and uh, carry them through this day, whatever challenges they face, and we'll be careful to give you the glory and the honor. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window, and God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. God bless. See you soon. Thank you.